please turn your Bible to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, we looked at the first part of verse 18 last week, and um, I want to go on to the second part, but I want to do a little uh, revision of the first part, just so we can get all of our thinking going in the same direction. So I want to begin reading in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 18. Remember the Apostle John said there again that we know. He's, remember he's talking about Christian certainties now. And he's finishing it on a really high note here. This is a very strong point that he is making. He says, first of all, we know that whoever is born of God does not sin. Now remember that I read this to you from the New Living Translation, where it was a little bit more clear when he said, we know that those who have become a part of God's family do not make a practice of sinning. Amen? So it's not about you sinning once in a way. We're talking about a practice of sinning. Also, remember the kind of sin we're talking about, and that is a sin that was, that was the sin of the devil. Remember when he tried to overtake God's throne. I don't think anybody have tried to do that this week, have they? <laughs> okay, no. You know, we might get mad at God and upset at God and all sorts of things, but, you know, uh, we will never do what the devil did. And that's really what he was talking about. Remember, he talked about the children of the devil versus the children of God. Okay, so we need to remember that. Also, I read you a commentary from Simon J. Kistemach. I'm not going to read all of it, but I like the part when he got to when he said, a child of God may sin, but his or her normal condition is one of resistance to sin. Amen? It's something that we automatically, because God lives on the inside of us, because we are the temple of the Holy Ghost, it is not our normal condition to sin. And whenever we do, we're depressed, <laughs> okay? We, we don't do well. That's why I said the most depressed person on this planet is a sinning Christian. You know, and it's true because the, the guy that doesn't know God can sin, and it's, you know, it's a big deal. It's, you know, if, there's, if God is trying to get to them, it's from the outside. But remember, when we get saved, God goes on the inside, and then every time you stick your fingers in your ears, he gets louder, you know, so you can't get away. Uh, and I gave you the example of Jonah last time as well. Now, this goes back to what the Apostle Paul had said, remember again in... Uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 when he said for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works amen so he, we were created for good things hallelujah and even though we may fall and fall several times we still have a destiny we still have a uh, uh, um, direction from God we still have a purpose and we still have something that we need to do down in this earth. Amen? And that's why I always say you know regardless of how much you may not be doing well just focus on what you're doing well because the other stuff will start to disappear. You know, the thing that the devil tries to do is always get you focusing on the negative, And he doesn't ever let you see all the positive things you're doing. Because if he can get you to focus on the negative, then he'll keep you there. And then you'll stop doing all the, the good things. But if you do the exact opposite and focus on the good things and say, okay, so I fell again. So, okay, never mind. Let's keep going. You, you know, the time will come when you'll be so engaged in all the things that you're doing for God that, you, you know, there won't be time or opportunity to, to do anything else. I believe in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. <laughs> I also said to you before that the Apostle John was very, uh, well aware that we live in a fallen world uh, and that it was virtually impossible to live a perfect life. Hallelujah. That's free from all sin. Of course not. Amen. Uh, but he also was aware of the new nature that was in us. And remember, we looked at 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 18. This is a very quick review, okay? Where uh, the Apostle Paul said, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And that was a real key thing. Now, this was leading to something. When the Apostle John said that, you know, we don't sin, we need to understand that he's bringing this out from 
from a point of view where now he's going to talk about what God is going to do for us, but I want to do something else first, which I said I did last time, was that I want to show our part in all of this. Because I don't want everybody to go, oh, well, God's taking care of me. I can just do whatever I want. Don't do stuff like that, you know? That's like the guy that gets a prophecy that you're going to do awesomely, and then they don't do anything else from that point on. No, everything they were doing up to that point is the reason why they had a bright future. If they suddenly stop, and I know of a person that did this, you know, if they stop suddenly and just wait for it to all come on them, it's never going to come. Because it's God working with us, not for us. <laughs> Amen? He still needs us to do our part. Amen? So, hallelujah. So, again... Uh, <laughs> Moving on here, I, and, I, and I, I don't want to go over all of this in too much detail because I did last time, that we are new creations. Everything old has passed away. Remember, it's died and gone. And therefore, we must not allow things in the past and things that are trying to resurrect themselves in our life. That's not good for us. Can I add that? Amen. Uh, to, to gain a foothold in our life. Amen. And it says, all things have become new and all things are of God. Now, remember again that this was talking about the spirit of man. This was talking about the part that we couldn't get a hold of. We, can't, we couldn't change even if we wanted to. See, this is why the world, you know, when they say, well, I'll just do good and get to heaven. You can't. You have to receive Jesus Christ as Lord. Even Nicodemus, remember, he was doing all these good things. And Jesus said, you must be born again because only a new creation can get to heaven. The old one can't. I don't care how many good works you do. There is something on the inside that needs to be recreated in order to be able to go to heaven. Amen? And, and to go and be really in the presence of God. And I said this to you before as well. You know, that presence of God is in you now. And <laughs> what they used to only send, uh, you know, a, one priest in, you know, once a year kind of thing into a place. You carry that around with you all the time. You're it. You are actually the temple of the Holy Ghost. I think we still don't get that because if we were a bit more Jewish, not that, you know, it's a good thing, but <laughs> if we understood the importance of what it was to go into that Holy of Holies, we'd understand what actually happened inside of us and what the Apostle Paul was saying that don't you get it that you now are the temple of the Holy Ghost, that God actually lives in you now. Hallelujah. Anyway, moving on. That's all. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> and I, I said this before as well that because all this was in the spirit realm, that the Apostle Paul emphasizes living according to the Spirit and lets us know what our part in all of this is. And that was in Romans chapter 8. Remember I looked at verses 1 and 2 where it says, Therefore there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So again, you know, I've said that even though these verses contain a great deal of revelation, and they do, we could preach on these two verses a long time, by the way, okay? Uh, for these purposes, or for the purpose of this study, no, uh, notice how making the decision to walk according to the Spirit leads to a life free from the law of sin and death. Amen? And that's the reason why he says, keep your mind on things above. In fact, that's exactly what he goes on to say in verse 6. So very quickly, we're getting there. He says, remember again in uh, Romans 8, 6, he says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Remember again that we're talking about what we need to do on our side to keep ourselves from sinning. Okay? And keep to ourselves in the place where we don't allow the devil an opportunity to come and attack us. All right? We keep our minds on the right things, on things above. And also, remember in Romans 8, 11, Again, I'm racing through this. We're almost there. Okay? <laughs> we, we, we looked at the verse where it says... Uh, how it tells us how all this affects us naturally, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies 
through his spirit who dwells in you. So hallelujah, when we keep our minds in the right thing, we actually receive life from God. Amen? And it will give our mortal bodies, and I like he said mortal bodies. Mortal means bodies that drop dead. <laughs> okay? They're, they're, you know, the, he says that part that needs life will be given life. Hallelujah. And so I, and, uh, we concluded, uh, when I said here, what we see here is that one of the keys to living free from sin is to live in the Spirit and by the Spirit. And why the Apostle Paul goes into saying Romans 4.18, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons, the daughters, the children of God. Amen? That was the whole point. The reason that you want to be led by the Spirit is so that you will not be led astray by the devil. Amen? Amen. Now we've caught up. Okay, so <laughs> um, I hope you're all with me still. Now, returning to First John 5, now that we've seen our part in all of this, this is very exciting. Let's go see God's part in all of this, shall we? All right, returning to First John 5, the Apostle John continues on to show us what God's part in all of this is with Colin G. Cruz saying, I'll slow down now, okay? In First John 3, 9, uh, yeah, in First John 3, 9, the basis for the readers not continuing to sin was that they were born of God and God's seed remained in them. So he's, remember again that we said that the whole reason that we don't, the basis for not sinning was because of God's seed in us. Amen? And again, it's not sinning as in never sinning, but it, we don't want to continue in it. it we don't want to uh, persist in it. Whenever we do something, it, it hurts us. And we want to get away from it. Can I get amen on that? I hope that's true for everybody. Okay. And <laughs> not enough people are saying yes. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> but here in 1 John 5.18, the basis of their not sinning is put differently. Listen, the one who was born of God keeps him safe and the evil one cannot harm him. Now that's what he goes and says, I'm going it, to, it's very, it's not very well put in this verse, um, which is what 1 John 5, 18 in the New King James says, but he who has been born of God keeps himself, or literally keeps, uh, keeps him safe. But this translation can be a little bit confusing um, in both the King James and the New King James, and why the most recent translations, such as the New Living Translation, makes it clear by saying, for God's Son holds them securely. So now we understand something, that this isn't talking about you keeping yourself safe, that it is the Son of God that keeps you safe. Now this is great news, okay? All right. So here again, the Apostle John emphasizes all that God does to look after us, and why we should make every effort to deny the devil access to our lives. Did you get that? Because God is doing his part. Remember that he says, you know, the Apostle John himself said, remember, he said, if, if we are in the light as he is in the light, See, we need to understand that we need to stay in the light. It is up to us to remain in the light. The light isn't going to follow us around, <laughs> so to speak. I mean, it will, but you know what I'm trying to say, okay? You need to go to the light. If you are, and, and the thing is that God can only protect you while you allow him to protect you. Can I get an amen on that? Because if that wasn't true, then all the Christians that die shouldn't have died. Amen. And you know, then everybody's puzzled. But they were Christian. Just because you're Christian doesn't mean that everything is just automatically going to go well for you. Doesn't mean that automatically, you've got to do something. You've got to confess your sin. You've got to stay in the light. Amen. And you need to know to do that. Uh, you know, I just think it's really sad for all those uh, genuine Christians. Those ones that genuinely love God don't know what to do. 
You know, they get themselves in trouble and they don't know how to repent. They don't know that they can repent. They don't know that they don't have to run into a confessional box and into a find, try to find a priest quickly. <laughs> Too late, he died. <laughs> okay, you know. <laughs> we, we are kings and priests. That's the reason why we are kings and priests, so that we can go to God as priests and say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. And he said, if you confess, acknowledge your sin, he is faithful and just. You know the scripture, forgive and cleanse of all unrighteousness. So, getting back to this, where was I? I lost my spot now. Uh, darn it. Okay. <laughs> so, let's move on here. So, here again, the Apostle John emphasizes all that God does to look after us and why, again, we should make every effort to deny the devil access to our lives. Are you all getting this now? Amen? In his commentary, I. Howard Marshall says that it is true that the child of God will face satanic attacks and temptation, uh, temptations, but he is defended, listen, by the one who is stronger than Satan. The translation adopted by the NIV takes the one who was born of God to be Jesus. So, in other words... We are looked after by something so much greater than what's attacking us. Now we need to, you know, we need an understanding of this in order to walk in this in the right way. All right, because see, a lot of times the devil will come as a roaring lion. Remember that he is never a roaring lion. He comes as one. He has been described as a dragon, but even then, remember it was Michael and his angels that took him out. I made this, I, you know, I, I shared this earlier on. I want to share it with you. We need to remember that it is only God that can be everywhere at once. Jesus is God. He can be everywhere at once. The Father and the Holy Ghost can do that too. The devil is just an angel. Now some people have preached in the past and you know, I really have issue with some of the things that they've said and the status that they've given the devil. I understand that there is a power of darkness. I do understand that there is something very real out there that can kill and destroy and hurt people. Okay, I get that. But I also understand that we must not give him too much, uh, you know, assign him power that he doesn't have. The only power that he gets a lot of times from us is what we give him. Can we not give him any? Amen. And that's why I just have issue with this. And I want to bring this to your attention because we are talking about the one that protects us is greater than the one that attacks us. I just want to let you know and those that are watching that the one that attacks us is an angel. A fallen angel. He was a cherubim as far as I understand. And he fell. But then there's Michael the war angel. That cherubim wasn't designed for war. Michael was. <laughs> That's why in, you know, in Revelation when it says. And the devil and he, the dragon and his angels. And Michael and his angels fought. And guess what? The devil didn't prevail. They lost. Amen. In other words the guys that work for us. They were built to fight. They know stuff. You look at them, you go, what style is that? It's God, man. <laughs> okay? I mean, he think about this. God himself put everything into Michael and his angels to defeat anything that would rise up against God and his throne. And his kids. Ooh, hallelujah. Amen. I mean, these guys are trained. The other ones are a bunch of farmers with pitchforks. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? These ones were trained to fight. That's why when there's a conflict, they took him out. The devil was going, oh, I'm so big and I'm so great and I'm blah, blah, blah. And Michael said, are you finished? And that was the end of it. He was finished. So I need you to get this revelation today because you need to get this in order to understand that the army that stands behind you 
is trained, equipped, designed to fight. The one that's coming against you, she wasn't designed to fight this way. Are you getting this? On top of all of this, Jesus himself is saying he'll look after us. He is the captain of the hosts, which means Michael bows his knee to Jesus. That's the reason why. See, we, we don't get a lot of this. That's the reason why when Jesus in his earthly ministry, whenever he went up to some kind of demon-possessed person, they said, ah, we know who you are. Don't, you know, don't judge us before the time because they saw him as the general of the army. Oh, 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 you don't want this guy to step on you because he's, you know, he just doesn't have the title. He's got the power. I mean, he has got the power. He is God. If you see in the Psalms, all things are created, you know, by him. And it talks about the angels being created by him. <laughs> That's why I said, you know, in the temptation, there is so much more when the devil says, remember when he, he gets him to, uh, tells him basically to bow his knee to him. And he says, you shall not tempt the Lord thy God. Amen. I honestly believe that he was talking about not just his position with God the Father, but the devil's position with him. That this was his God. He was the creator. And how dare the creation tell the creator to bow his knee. Oh, hallelujah. Okay. I think we have enough of a revelation on that. We'll move on now, shall we? Okay. <laughs> this is the good news. Amen. I told you this stuff is good. Okay. Hallelujah. All right. In other words, even though in First John... Generally, any reference to being born of God refers to believers. Here in this verse, when we compare Scripture with Scripture, and in this case, 1 John 5.18 with John chapter 17, we'll look at that in a minute, we can tell by the context that this is referring to Jesus himself, in that he is looking after us. We don't have to look after ourselves. Are you with me? Colin G. Cruz writes, In Jesus' prayer in John chapter 17, he speaks of having kept safe all those whom God had given him, and prays not that God will take them out of the world, but that he will protect them from the evil one. I want you to remember that last phrase, that he will protect them from the evil one, okay? So let's go to John chapter 17. I was, I was going to leave it at the quote, but then looked at the verses. They were too good, <laughs> okay? We need to read them. This is the words of Christ. You know, I think it's nev it, it can never go wrong reading what Jesus said. Amen? Let's remember the things that he prayed and that he said, because that's what we live off. All right, so taking a quick look at John chapter 17. I'm going to be reading from verses 14 through 21. It says, Jesus is speaking. He says, I have given them your word. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world. Just as I'm not of the world. Verse 15, listen. He says, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them. And the word keep means protect. Remember that? Okay. So he says that you should keep them or protect them from the evil one. So in other words, Jesus is saying, listen, I'm leaving, but I'm going to leave them in your hands, Father. You need to look after them. You need to protect them. Don't take them out because they still have a job to do. <laughs> Amen. You know, I said that was one of the things. You know, if we didn't have a job to do, the moment we got saved, we should just die and go to heaven. Wouldn't that be nice? You know, I mean, dear God, nirvana, hallelujah. You get saved and you're dancing in streets of gold and flowers that sing to you and everything else. Who wants to stay down on this crummy planet? Except you have a job to do. Except he said, I've given you authority now. Go fix it. And instead of fixing it, we just learn to put up with it. I'm just saying, that's the reason why, you know, things haven't finished yet. 
because we still haven't done what we were called to do. I pray that all of these lessons will get, get us to that place. Amen? I want to continue reading on for one, for one reason. Because if we stop there, we'd think it was just for the disciples. Let's keep reading. Verse 16. He says, they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Verse 17. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Verse 18. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. Verse 19. And for their sakes... I sanctify myself that they may also be sanctified by the truth. Verse 20. I do not pray for them alone. Here it comes. Here's the good news. I do not pray for them alone. Listen. He says, but for also for those who will believe in me through their word. All of us who confess Jesus Christ as Lord. This is our blessing. The way he said protect them, he's, Jesus is saying, I'm praying that protection for everybody that comes after them as well. That is us. Every one of our names is there. Amen? That's why I want to read verse 20. Okay? <laughs> and, and verse 21 was even as good when it says, And they all, that they all may be one, as you, Father, uh, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Oh, hallelujah. Now, there is something very significant, significant there. This shows us how God protects us. And that is through us being one with him. See, this is the, the cleverness of God. All right? And this is why I said we need to be in the light as he is in the light. What God did was he said, okay, you get saved. I'm not going to leave you out there. I'm going to absorb you in. I'm going to make you a part of the body of Christ. Listen now. And remember that, remember Jesus said, as I am in you, Father, and you are in me, a vessel in a vessel, when we are in Christ, we get in the same position where Jesus is inside of God. So that whenever the devil comes at us, he has to get past God the Father, Jesus Christ, then there's us. Are you all with me? Do you see the number of obstacles he's got in his way before he can ever get to us? As long as we don't run out. You know, <laughs> I just had this picture, you know, of, of the devil coming and, and say, this is, okay, this is me in God. Okay, let's just take me for, as an example. So I'm in God and God the Father says, oh, don't watch, don't listen to all that nonsense and all that loud, you know, it's just garbage. He's just trying to entice you out. Don't listen, you know, don't talk to the snake. You know what I'm trying to say? All right, don't have any communion with that thing. But you know what we do? We go, well... I wonder what he's saying. And guess what? We, we tend to, he does this, he draws us out. And we, and I saw this, the person coming out of God, and God's going, what are you doing out here? Get back in, you're naked, get back in there. Now, yes, we do have armor and everything else, but remember, that's all in Christ. Amen? And, you know, I just saw a person just leaving God, going out there, and then getting beaten to a pulp. And they're going, God, why'd you let this happen? He said, why'd you leave? You were safe in here. <laughs> Amen. See, and this is the thing that we need to understand. That we, we are safe in God. God has already pulled us in. He is keeping us in there. He's keeping us safe. As long as we stay in there, we're safe. He is our shield. He is our fortress. I mean, how many other words do you need? He's everything we need. All the protection that we need is there. We just need to learn to say, Lord, I trust in you. As soon as you do that, you are in him. 
and you stay there. And then you say, I will not be moved by what I see or feel or anything else. I move by faith. I move by the promises in your word that says that I'm protected. I'm on the inside of you. That's all that I know. That's all that I need to know. I don't need the devil to talk me out of this. I, I, I am convinced about, remember these are all certainties. I am convinced about who I am and that's all. I am your child and I think that's what, you know, that brings me to something else. And that was why the Apostle John said, what manner of love is this? That we should be called the children of God. He said, wow, that's why they couldn't kill him. Every time they try to kill him, instead of, you know, saying, well, I'm a believer. He said, I'm God's child. You can't touch me. You can't touch me. You try, but there's, there's angels. There's Michael standing with his sword out. You really don't want to mess with this. Amen. See, sometimes we can get so educated in our head, and we try to work out how do we move this mountain and how we do it. Just, you know, some days, just this is why I said you need to know your stuff, okay? <laughs> because you can all, I, I'm preaching this to you in a way that yeah, I need to do this, but please don't just kind of go, well, I don't have to do nothing. Okay, I told you things you have to do. Amen? There are things you need to do to stay in God. Can, can I get amen on that? Okay, I told you all that before. Okay, this is the reason why, because this is such a secure place. It's almost like you don't have to do anything. God will look after everything, which is what the Apostle John is trying to get across to us, that regardless of how the enemy tries to draw you out, just remember where you are, whose you are, and who's protecting you. He is more powerful than the devil. Amen? Hallelujah. And I said to you before, the devil is just an angel, and one of God's angels took him out. Not even God, one of his angels. And that guy works for us. Hallelujah. Amen. So, <laughs> I like Michael. Okay, this shows us how God protects us. And that is through us being one with him. And that's what the Apostle Paul brings out, among other things, in Colossians chapter 3. When he says in verses 1 through 3, Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, he says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. See again how, what your part is. Keep your mind on those things. Amen? He says, verse 2, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Okay? Verse 3, this is what I want to get to. He says, watch this, he says, for you died. See, the moment that you received Jesus Christ, something in you died. Everything old died. Remember that you are a new creation. All things passed away. Can I say that's another way of saying they died? What happened to so-and-so? Well, they passed away. <laughs> okay? All right. It means that they died. There is something in you that needed to die. And it died. Hallelujah. All the generational curses died, by the way. If you just received that scripture, all the stuff can't hang on to you. Do you know we're the ones that open all those packages? We just need to leave them shut and just get rid of them. Amen. Anyway, I'm just saying. All right. So he says, for you died. If we get this revelation of we died, it really bless us. And watch, he goes on to say, and your life is hidden with Christ. Watch this. Watch the progression. Your life is hidden with Christ. Remember, you're the body of Christ. Okay, you're in him. But look, he says, and in God. Because Jesus said, you are in me, I'm in you, Father. And I told you before, when we get into Jesus, then we automatically, through him, get into God as well. Do you see that in here? Do you understand that we are... We <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Okay, <laughs> that we are hidden with Christ, with Christ, in God. 
We are the body of Christ and we're hidden in God. So every time the devil says, Oh, I'm going to come and kill you. You go, you're going to kill God? You tried that? You failed! You want to try it again? You know what? Go ahead. I'd like a show. Let me just get some popcorn first. I want to <laughs> Instead of freaking out. Anyway. Now, let's finish off. Return to 1 John 5.18. We, we understand that in what he says here, that this is the Apostle John reminding us that nothing has changed. Jesus Christ is still looking after us personally. I really want you to see that he is looking after us personally. I said this to you before. He can be everywhere at once. Do you know he can be with Verity, he can be with Andrew, and he can be with Emily, and he can be with me at the same time? The devil can't. He can only be in one place at one time. Amen. And people say, well, the devil was after me. I don't think so. I don't think you're that important. <laughs> He's going to take out time from his schedule of world domination to come and hassle you out. Now, if you're getting millions of people saved, maybe. But if you ain't doing that much, honey, it ain't him. That's your imagination. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, boy, it could go so many ways. Anyway, let's keep going. So he says, nothing has changed. Jesus Christ is still looking after us personally. And why he goes into exclaim, now this is the latter half. I'm back in John chapter, uh, 1 John chapter 5, verse 18. And how he, he ends this verse, he says, and the wicked one does not touch him. Oh, hallelujah. Notice, he didn't say maybe or might. He said he does not. See, again, you need to do your part. But when you do your part, the devil cannot get to us. Simon J. Kissmark, and we'll finish with this. Okay, <laughs> hallelujah. He writes, the evil or wicked one who Satan is seeks to lay his hands on the believer, but is unable to touch him or her because of God's protecting power. The word touch in this sentence means to harm or injure a person. Remember that the thief comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. Are you all with me? Amen. So he says the word touch in this sentence means to harm or injure, or injure a person. Satan desires to lead us into sin and to control us permanently. But we, who are children of God, belong not to Satan, hallelujah, but to God. Amen? Amen. I'm done. Let's have every head, uh, head bowed, every head closed. <laughs> Father, we just thank you for this wonderful revelation. We thank you, Father, that we belong to you, not the devil. And regardless of how many times that we trip up and the, how many times that he causes us to trip up and fall, that we can confess our sin and get straight back into that place of perfection with you because you cleanse us of all unrighteousness and we thank you for that father